This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Republican members of Congress still have lingering questions about the vaccine mandate for federal employees. A newly passed bill clears the way for prosecutions against those who harm feds overseas. And a new regulation aims to make it easier for contractors to understand their data protection requirements. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Top Republicans on the House Oversight and Reform Committee have more questions about the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal employees. Committee ranking member James Comer says he's concerned about the number of employees who may be subject to disciplinary action for refusing to comply with the mandate. And he's looking for more details on how agencies will handle medical and religious accommodations. He wants the administration to share data on the number of federal employees who are fully vaccinated and those who are not. The government can more easily prosecute those who commit crimes against federal employees stationed overseas now. That's thanks to a new bill Congress passed yesterday. It ensures the Justice Department can prosecute those who harm federal employees working outside the U.S. The Federal Officers and Employees Protection Act easily cleared the House and Senate and has broad bipartisan support. It's named after two Immigration and Customs Enforcement special agents who were attacked in Mexico back in 2011. The courts had to overturn the convictions for their attackers over jurisdictional questions. Top intelligence community officials say they're doing a decent job recruiting and hiring a diverse workforce, but they still have a long way to go. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Minorities make up 27 percent of the intelligence community workforce, but just 15 percent of the senior executive service. Director of National Intelligence April Haynes says the trends are suggesting that better success at recruiting than retaining and promoting. And yet, even so, when you look at the recruiting, we consistently see a gap between recruiting and hiring minorities. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Biden administration's push for diversity and inclusion notches up at the Commerce Department. Details from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. A several-year-old committee headed by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has been exploring why more women and minorities don't have patents and how to fix that. Now Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo will chair the committee, and she's rebadged it as the National Council for Expanding American Innovation. It met yesterday afternoon and discussed seeding the patent application ecosystem among the underrepresented with an emphasis on science and technology education. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. Former federal CIO and Energy and Homeland Security Department CIO Karen Evans has a new job. Evans is the new managing director of the Cyber Readiness Institute. CRI is a nonprofit initiative that convenes business leaders from across sectors to share resources and knowledge to help develop free cybersecurity tools for small and medium-sized businesses. As managing director, Evans will oversee the continued development of cybersecurity tools and training to deal with the ever-changing threat landscape. Meanwhile, Comptroller General Gene Dodaro will mark 50 years at GAO next year, and he's got big plans to fix federal management. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Comptroller General Gene Dodaro met recently with OMB Deputy Director for Management Jason Miller. The goal is to reduce the number of high-risk programs, some of which have been a concern for more than 30 years. I've met with the top leaders of all the executive branch agencies and some of the independent regulatory agencies that have had changes 
and elicit their commitment to addressing the high-risk areas. During Dodaro's 11-year tenure as Comptroller General, GAO has removed nine areas off the high-risk list. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The State Department highlights workforce retention goals as part of a historic modernization strategy. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The department is focused on recruiting and retaining a diverse workforce and addressing common challenges that have caused some employees to leave mid-career. Common challenges include Foreign Service family members finding jobs overseas and employees' fears of discrimination in a foreign post over their race, gender, or sexual orientation. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the department will keep telework in place even after the pandemic. No one at the State Department expects their jobs to be easy. That's not why we're here. But many have asked whether it has to be quite this hard. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The head of the Justice Department is backing cyber incident reporting legislation. Attorney General Merrick Garland said he supports requiring that companies report significant incidents to the government. Garland said mandatory incident reporting would help the government pursue hackers. Legislation is moving in both chambers of Congress that would position the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency as the hub of incident reporting. Most of the reporting requirements are aimed at critical infrastructure operators and ransomware victims. A new federal acquisition regulation could help simplify complex information protection requirements for contractors. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The government is expected to publish an updated rule on controlled unclassified information in November. There are currently more than 100 categories of CUI, ranging from nuclear security manuals to information about farming operations. The National Archives and Records Administration is hoping the new rule will make it easier for agencies and industry to understand how to handle and protect the sensitive data. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Supervisors and managers at Postal Service processing plants are getting new tablet computers to track work as they move about workroom floors. USPS issued tablets to several plants last month in the first phase of the rollout. It expects to issue about 8,000 tablets by the final phase in September 2022. USPS is issuing these tablets as part of $40 billion in capital investments detailed in its 10-year reform plan. A federal court gives the green light to a class action lawsuit that claims thousands of former Navy service members are being illegally denied medical benefits. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The lawsuit claims a Navy policy that was in effect between 2016 and 2018 took some, but not all, service-connected disabilities into account when Navy officials decided whether a sailor should be medically retired or medically separated. The plaintiffs say even though the policy's now been rescinded, the Navy used it to improperly deny medical retirement benefits to thousands of former sailors. They're looking for a court order that would force the Navy to redo its eligibility calculations for those sailors. The Navy estimates about 3,800 people were potentially affected by the policy, but plaintiffs' attorneys believe there may be thousands more. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And a former professor at the Air War College on Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama has pled guilty to lying to a federal agent. According to the Justice Department, Xiaoming Zhang, who began working at the school in 2003, would travel to China on a regular basis during his tenure. But in 2012, he began a relationship with a known official in the Chinese government. His security clearance required him to report it, but he never did. He faces a maximum of five years in prison. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. This 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.